Ooh, what's up, guys? Um, this is the Super Bowl episode, so it's about 12.40 a.m. right now. Um, I will not deny all six of my fans an opportunity to listen to me to give my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, just going to start. I watched it in my girlfriend's house, or her apartment, I guess you say. And then, you know, just kind of jotted down some notes I had throughout the game. Came home, kind of fledged them out a little more. Um you know, stuff on the game, other stuff. So we'll start with a lot of stuff on the game, and then we'll get into other thoughts, you know, just like st- stupid stuff like commercials, um, different, you know, the halftime show, different things like that. Um, we are getting bigger on TikTok now. We had three videos, almost cracked 1,000 views, or 900-something. We had one get like 100 likes. So uh, my... Shane Steichen, Nick Sirianni take did not go over well with a lot of people. I, that was very engaging. Uh, had some engaging back and forth. So make sure you guys follow that Call Your Shot podcast on TikTok. Uh, make sure you rate the show on Spotify too. Uh, five stars if you love it, four if you don't. And let's get into it. Super Bowl! You guys are pretty lucky because you're going to get a second take um, of these game thoughts. The software I use to record this crashed uh, mid mid upload. So you're going to get I get to go through the second time. I already had a practice round. So hopefully this is a little better than the second one. It's actually it might not even be the worst thing. Uh, watching my girlfriend's dogs and they just started barking out the wazoo about halfway through. So I would have had to edit that. So. Um, let's get into some of my actual game thoughts though. Um, I think if you had to look at the MVP and if you change the P from player to person, I think Andy Reed wins the award this year. Um, you just, they had the less talented team. Like it's, that's just not even a question, but he was able to create so many open looks, create so many opportunities, scheming guys open. It's just, he is the ultimate difference maker. And that's why like you look at, stuff with like Hertz and Steichen, like we talked about it a couple days ago with Steichen and Sirianni. If you think Steichen is the play caller that can do that kind of stuff, I think that's part of the reason you have to keep him. I'm not saying you have to. I think Sirianni, they had a good game plan today. Can't deny that. So going for, I mean, like you just back to read all the pre-snap motion that they did. I mean, every single touchdown, it was just guys are moving. Just dry, like the Canarius Tony touchdown, he's moving left and then just immediately breaks right. It's just stuff like that. I mean, like, Mahomes is on a bum. It helps when you have Patrick Mahomes, but it's like he's able to do – Andy Reid is just incredible. That's That was just thought number one. Most valuable person in this game. I think they should have found a way to give him the MVP anyway, but it's not how it works. Um, I think when you look at the game, like a lot of people say, like, it's like, oh, time of possession is the most important thing. That It was pretty much true because when you look at the game – the Eagles dominated the first half, Chiefs dominated the second. And it's like it just ended up becoming a who gets the ball last kind of game. Um, when During the coin toss, the Chiefs won and they deferred. I was shocked because I think one of the things that I thought they would try to do is I think they I thought they would try to get out and 
get a lead early and make the Eagles kind of play from behind, which is something they haven't really done this year. And, you know, it's not saying that they can't do that, but it's just a fact. They haven't played a lot from behind, so you give yourself an opportunity to get ahead, you know, make them try to, you know, force them a little bit out of their comfort zone. I think that would have helped. I was wrong. I mean, they won the game anyway. So it ended up being they get the ball in the second half. They scored three touchdowns, would have scored a fourth. So, you know, when you look at the Eagles team, I mean, they came out, they shoved it down the Chiefs' throat for, like, the. I mean, well, the first 30 minutes of the game. I mean, even afterwards, too, I mean, like, they have three guys. Like, Gainwell, it, Gainwell barely played this year. He might be the best guy on the team. Sanders, another good, nice player. Boston Scott looked like Darren Sproles tonight. I mean, just, like, they pulled Boston Scott like out of nowhere, just like four times a game. And he'll just have like eight yards a touch. It's just, it's pretty, it's insane stuff. Um, people are going to look at the Hertz's like Jalen Hertz's like rushing averages. It was like less than five yards. A lot of it was QB sneaks and he was getting like four yards carry on those. I, I love the QB sneak. I think it's, I think it's the best play in sport because I never understood why people go, three yards backwards when they only need a yard. Like, why are you going backwards and handing the ball off when all you have to do is just push forward and you get it? And they, the, the Eagles perfected it. They, they get all three guys behind them. They shove them. It's, it looks like they're going, it's like a kneel down formation, except they just push the guy forward. I think that's pretty incredible. Especially the league. They've kind of taking a lot of the violence out of the game just through all the rule changes and stuff like that. You can't really hit people a lot. Just these, like, rugby scrum kind of things on these sneaks. Just all these different dudes, just big guys trying to make a play. It's just a matter of will at that point. I think it's good for the game. And I think you look at the the Chris Jones play where he tried to jump over the entire Chiefs or the entire Eagles line, and he did, and he stopped Hurts two yards behind the line of scrimmage and Hurts still ended up getting three yards. It was a three-yard gain. I mean, we've seen the video of Hurts squatting like 600 pounds. Like, that's that's why he does it. Like, you can talk all about all he wants about how it, like, it's good for his core and, you know, helps him, like, throw the ball more steady base and all that stuff. That's why. Because when you have a 320-pound dude just on top of you, um, it just you're able to just shove him forward and still get a first down. I that's just incredible. I thought I thought that was that was the most athletic play of the game. I mean, just on both sides. It's just it's the typical like unstoppable force meets an immovable object. It just I guess the unstoppable force won on that. Um, at one point, the Eagles were nine to thirteen on third and fourth down. I think Ben Solak tweeted today that it's just like they had the highest conversion rate or second highest conversion rate ever behind the Eagles team that won a couple of years ago. And I think it's just incredible that like they, you, you couldn't get them off the field. Like the entire first half, like the only three, the only like two chiefs plays I remember were the touchdowns. And one of them was on defense. So like the chiefs barely had the ball in the entire first half. Just incredible. It just, again, felt like they had the ball the entire game. Um, I didn't quite understand the chiefs defensive line play. I'm not a film head, but you look at some of the stuff that 49ers did. They kind of, you know, they didn't crash hard on their defensive line. They didn't blitz a lot. What they did was they just kind of hung back, contain Hurts, make him try to beat you from the pocket, which 
maybe it made a little more sense just because they thought that there was something with the shoulder there. He had two weeks off this week. He was hitting those deep balls this week. So they didn't do a lot of that stuff. So I don't know, it, especially the one run the Hurts had in the first half for the touchdown. He ran it left. Kelsey had the kick out block on the edge rusher. Everybody's like, they're bringing like five dudes and they're all coming in the same spot. It's like when you have an instinctive runner, like Hurts, like that's just, that's never going to work. Now, Again, like I said, I'm not breaking down film. That's just stuff that I've noticed. I've seen people talk about and just something I thought that they would have at least tried. I'm sure if you got Steve Spangle in here and he was just like, he could break down every single play and tell me, well, oh, well, we did this because of this. And I, yeah, I'd look like an idiot. But that is just something that I thought was interesting that I didn't really see them try, especially when it seemed like it worked a decent amount for the 49ers. Um, one, I will say, though, one of the, plays that the Chiefs had on defense. It was a read option. Hertz kept it because the edge rusher crashed, but the interior defensive lineman like just swung out just immediately to contain. I don't know, maybe that's just a very instinctive play on his part. I forget who it was, but it wasn't Chris Jones, I don't think. But that was a that was a very nice play. They lost two yards and that was one of the better stops they had on a run from Hertz that day or today. Yesterday it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yesterday. Um but yeah. Overall, I thought there was, um, again, not filming it, but I will say, though, the biggest momentum swing wasn't any of the Chiefs' touchdowns. I thought it came when, like, the last three seconds of the first half, plus, like, the last or six seconds immediately following it, you look at that kind of sequence. Mahomes goes down on third down, hops off the field on one foot. Then Eagles come out. They only get a field goal. So they kick the field goal as time's expiring. They take a 10-point lead, which, when you're playing Kansas City, not a lot. We saw it, I mean, we saw it a few years ago when Mahomes came back from 24-0. Like that, 10 points is not enough. So they kick the field goal, they go up 10. And then they cut to Mahomes running into the locker room, and he's not hopping. It, only, it looked more, like, honestly looked better than how he was moving against the Bengals still. So it, you look at that, if I was an Eagles fan at that point, that's where I would have started to get a little concerned. I'd have said, oh, he, like, so I thought it's like they, they, they knocked out Purdy and, and Josh Johnson um, the game before. And it's like, you know, you're starting to get confidence. Like, oh, did we just, you know, even if we knocked out, like we didn't, may not have knocked him out, but it's like now he's 70%, 60, 70%. And then he came out and he was just firing after that. I mean, he was, that was like, we talked about the 90% game. Like he, like he hadn't really played his best football in any Super Bowl so far, but yet he was still like, he won the first one. He was making plays in the second one. This was the game where it's like, yeah, he, he threw for less than 200 yards, but he's not making turnover worthy plays. His pass rating, his pass ratings over 130, just, I mean, the run he had the second half, like the 30-yard run, he just takes off down the field. So he just made a lot of plays. I mean, that's that's what happens when you're Patrick Mahomes. Like, he, he's going to make plays like that. That's why, like, that drive at the end of the second half, you got to try to score a touchdown. I mean, I know they didn't have a lot of time, but, that's again, that's why I thought that could have been a big moment. I wrote that down on my phone. I was like, this could be a big moment if they don't get a touchdown here, and they didn't. Um, on the other hand, Hurts is he's a bad MF man. I love Jalen Hurts. That dude, I mean, he's one of those, he's the guttiest player on the field. I mean, that 
I feel worse for him having to watch him lose than any other player on that team. Like it was just insane. Like he he tied the Super Bowl rushing touchdown record. He had three touch rushing touchdowns as quarterback. He also had the deep ball to uh was it was it Devontae that caught the touchdown? Deep touchdown? Yeah, and he well Devontae had multiple. Devontae was playing. You know, talk about the other Eagles too. Like Devontae, he get he got thrown around like a rag doll like four times, but he just gets up, makes another play. It, it's just absurd. Guy of his size. I mean, he's he's a stud. Um Kelsey, he played well. Goddard made like three catches where there's just a guy, there's a dude on top of him getting a hand on the ball, and you're just like, there's no way he caught that. And he just did. Like, he's going to be one of those guys that, like, he's going to start to take a step into that, like, Kittle Andrews tier. Like, Kelsey's his own tier. I think Goddard's got a chance to kind of, like, emerge as, like, one of those guys in that, like, that next tier down. And then back to Hurts. I mean, you th- he plays with such a chip on his shoulder. Like, you think that like oh these these guys you know like it's like you think that they're gonna like they get to one early and then they never get back it's like i i think if anybody's gonna get back after losing it's gonna be him i mean that dude you think about it, this roster's got another couple years before you lose like the kelsey's and the lane johnson's and all them yeah also remember this is hurts his second year as a starter like it's he had last year and he has like then he comes into this year and he gets hurt at the end of the year like he was going to be the MVP before he got hurt, and then he just happened to play in the Super Bowl. The guy that actually won it. So I think if you're Philly, you feel very good about him going forward. I mean, both guys were hurt, but Hurts went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Like he is the big reason they won. Like again, we talked about it earlier. We'll see what happens with Steichen if he leaves. If something changes with that, like if you know, there's a I I wish I thought of this about like 10 minutes after I put out the pod and I had people going off on me on the TikTok comments. The Steichen, like Sirianni situation, there's a chance that it ends up like the Josh Allen, Dayball, Bills thing. Because you look at what happened with Dayball. Dayball leaves, Josh Allen immediately leaves leading turnovers. Then he gets the New York, Dayball gets to New York, Daniel Jones cuts down his turnovers. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to Hurts. I hope it doesn't. I really like him. I think he's sweet. I, he's one of my favorite players in the NFL, non-Ravens, obviously. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, that's stuff that happens. Like, we've seen examples of it. So, we'll see what happens. But, you know, Eagles are officers. Great. The defense, though, it, they had the, like, highest pressure rate and sack rate, like, of all time. And they didn't get a sack tonight like they they were not there it didn't even feel like Mahomes was getting hit a lot so I think you gotta give the Chiefs offensive line of fl- their flowers after that they absolutely got the game, job done today um the call at the end of the game Bradbury said himself like it's he got grabbed or he grabbed him so you you say look at the slow motion it doesn't look like a lot of stuff happens I honestly you, I looked at the slow motion I thought it was you know, kind of BS too, but real time, he definitely slowed down. I think Spencer Schultz on Twitter says like that's a call where if it's not thrown to him, it's probably not called. But then again, that's like ninety five percent of pass interference calls. I would say like maybe not ninety five, but like a very high percentage of them. So I don't know. You can't say the game was decided on that, especially again, like we said earlier, KC scored touchdowns on 
all three of their drives in the second half and would have scored again if McKinnon doesn't slide down at the one. Like, he, was, he had a wide open then, so. So, again, don't think you can blame the game on that. Um, you feel for Philly. Again, one of the best rosters we've seen in a while. Not quite on the level of, like, the Legion of Boom, like, no-fly zone Broncos, but the offenses were better, and I think the defenses were, like, a maybe, like, a peg down from those just because their defensive line, Jesus, they got after it this year. Um, you know, the concern coming into the game, though, was they didn't really play any great quarterbacks, and everybody was like, oh, well, you can't, they they win all their games. Where are you going to get mad at them for winning all their games? It's like, it's like they, the only good QB they played was Dak. Do we consider Dak a great QB? Not really. He dropped like 40 points. So when you play Mahomes, it's like that's just a different animal. That's just a different thing they've played than they've seen all year. We'll see what next year they're gonna have a first place schedule. They're gonna they're gonna play the Chiefs, they're gonna play all these teams again. So I think they're I, they're still gonna be a good team. They're a good team. But I'm just saying they like the concerns were real. And I think people that kind of downplayed them, I did. Didn't understand that. It's like there was a lot of stuff with gambling this week. It's like, are we really going to not bet on Mahomes with plus money? So, I don't know. Congrats to the Chiefs. We can talk about legacy stuff another day. It's it's 1 o'clock. I don't know why I'm hearing that. Um, they're the betting favorite again next year. They, honestly, the team, they gave off kind of like a Pats 2018 vibe. Like, you look at the Chiefs this year, they had this like, especially in the playoffs, this like nobody believes in us vibe, which it's the Chiefs. I think everybody does believe. But like, then again, everybody was picking the Bengals. Everybody, a lot of people were picking the Eagles tonight. So it just reminded me of that 2018 Pats team because that that was the we're still here team. That were like Brady and Elman are like chanting that after every single game. It's like that one I, I didn't really get because it's like everybody believes you. You have Tom Brady. Like he, he's the best quarterback of all time. It's like he's got at that point he had five rings. He had the most Super Bowls of all time. Everybody, it's like we know you're still there. It's like that was that was the year they beat the Rams. That was the the we the we're still here year. That was it. It was on. It's honestly pretty similar because when you give it's like Brady, Gronk, Edelman, or you know Mahomes or Kelsey. When you give talented like Hall of Fame level players any sort of extra motivation, this is what happens. Like you you don't need to. We need to stop doing it. Like we just gotta. Every year, just come in and be like, you guys are the best. We're expecting you to win. That, And then maybe, maybe there's a chance that they'll, like, they're not going to take the foot off the gas. But it'll just make, I think, a lot of people feel better when that we don't we don't have Travis Kelsey calling us jabronis afterwards. So um, those are my game thoughts. Um, we'll get into some fun stuff here in a second. But, uh, yeah. All right, this is the fun portion. Um, it's not really game-related stuff. This is just other things that happen, like commercials have. There. So we'll just start. The commercials this year were duds. Like, I, none of them were funny. Well, scratch that. There was one commercial that was really funny. The E-Trade Babies are back. And I, I love the E-Trade Babies. I think that's the funniest commercial every single time. We haven't had – it felt like we haven't had them in, like, years. Like maybe E Trade, I don't know. I don't follow the stock market or any sort of stuff like that. But that's one of my favorite commercials. I love that baby. I the one where he's like 
trapped in the crib and they just like he's like singing and stuff like that absolutely love the e-trade babies but other than that commercials just absolutely sucked this year like i didn't think any of them were funny like didn't have any like cool trailers or anything like that it seemed like i don't know it just seemed like we, we advertising companies let's step it up like i think like i saw somebody tweet today it's like just putting a bunch of celebrities in a commercial that's not like good it's like you gotta have another you gotta have another pitch you gotta have another you know a combo to you know go with that so maybe next year we'll get some better ones um the, one last thing on the commercial the flash movie what what's going on with that what is going on with dc and their like i think it's dceu is their like movie like universe that it's just a mess like i thought james gunn was coming in i thought that they were like doing all this different stuff they cut henry cavill as superman they do all this different stuff it's like ezra miller they're, they're putting out a movie with ezra miller isn't he like I thought he got arrested like multiple times for like very weird stuff. I don't know. I that whole thing's mess. That movie looks. I mean, yeah, Michael Keaton is Batman, so maybe there's hope. But overall, that thing just looks. Oof, that looks like a cluster. You know what? Um, the halftime show. I thought the halftime show was really good. I thought it was. I mean, like, I think I don't know if it was confirmed that she was pregnant or something. I thought I saw something like that. But I thought it was really good. I like put on Rihanna on the drive home and you look, you look at the playlist. She could have gone for an hour. Like she has an hour worth of hits and it's, it's honestly insane. Like she left off, like she could have taken all the songs she left off, done a different halftime show with all those. And it would have just been just as good. Like she left off all the old stuff like Pony Replay, Disturbia. She left off. I don't remember them playing Needed Me. They definitely didn't play Only Girl. That was like one of her like most popular songs. And like now, they left off S and M. Probably a good decision. Like, yeah, families watching this. I don't know like what the vibe would have been with that, but you know, it's still a good song. You know, I also I would have liked Drake or Jay Z feature at at a certain point. She played back to back Jay Z songs. He didn't come out, and then later on she played back to back Drake songs, and I was like. Oh, well, maybe they'll bring out Drake. I, I should have known. It just wasn't going to happen. But, you know, I got my hopes up. It was, yeah. So I thought it was really good, other than that. Um, would have liked seeing some features. But again, at the end of the day, I think it's getting a little repetitive to have all the features and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, still really good. Isaiah Pacheco, good God. I mean, this is kind of a game thought, but he's going to be a problem next year. Like, he honestly, like, this might be a little outrageous of a comp, but he, he looks like Marshawn Lynch. Like, he's a little sweaty. I think he's, like, an inch short. He's probably a little thinner. He runs hard, and he's, like, I think he might be faster than that because Lynch wasn't, like, the – he. I don't think Lynch was running 4-3 and stuff. I don't think Pacheco, I think, he actually did. But he runs hard. Like, they do the angry runs on Good Morning Football. This dude's going to be on there, like, every other week for the next five years. That dude had, like – five different runs where he's just dragging multiple people. And he just runs full speed and lowers his shoulder. Like I stopped playing football in middle school. Of course, because I didn't really play. I wasn't that good, but I can't imagine a dude running at me full speed and hitting me like that. Like, I think I would have a chest cavity. Like, I think he would legit run right through me. Like, it's like, like it would look like 
A Train in the first episode of The Boys. Like it just that's what it would look like if I had to try to tackle Isaiah Pacheco. Um PFF, I think it was their fantasy football account. They tweeted after I think it was the Tony uh punt return. It was like, where are you drafting Kadarius Tony next season? I'm not like w- like he played great. Don't get me wrong. He had a good game. But come on. I mean, I I don't play personally, I don't play in leagues where you get points for punt return yards. So if you look at it and you don't play in one of those leagues, he had one catch for five yards of touchdown. He had seven and a half points. And it's like, like, give me a break. What why are we tweeting about where we're drafting Kadarius Tony after a one catch game? Like I again. He, there's, I'm sure his role in that offense will expand. I'm sure he will get better. But I thought that was one of the most outrageous tweets. <laughs> like, I audibly laughed when I read that. Like, I'm just sitting there. I saw where we drafting Kadarius Tony tweet. <laughs> I just, I think he, he had two touches. Like, I, I'm sure, like, I they post, at least for the Ravens, they post, like, the snap counts for different players. Would it shock anybody if he played less than 10 snaps? Like, like I just, that was, that was one of the funniest tweets of the night, in my opinion. Um, another thing, the new scoreboard, one of my friends texted our group chat. He said like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, the graphics, it, it's too big. I was like, my thing with graphics, cause this happens in the NBA, it happens in the NFL, like every other year, as long as I can't. Like if I still have an opinion on it by the eight minute mark, it sucks. If I could, if once the game hits like eight minutes in, we've gotten some time to get into it. Like I'm emotionally invested. If I'm still worrying about the graphics, that's when I know it sucks. Cause like once I got to like the Nick Bolton fumble recovery for a touchdown, didn't notice, didn't care. So kudos to Fox. I like, I thought some of the stuff was cool. Like it looked a little newer. Like I couldn't really, Honestly, I couldn't really tell a lot of the difference once the game started getting going. Um, but yeah, the the no more football thing really hit me on the car ride home. Because like I said, I I was listening to Rihanna on the way home. Part of the reason for that was because I didn't have any podcasts to queue up. Like normally I got like four or five. Like we're going to have the all the Super Bowl recap stuff. Hopefully you listen to mine before you listen to all those. Um, but yeah. There's just going to be like five months coming up. I'm starting my job in March. I know in the summer when I worked my internship last year, it got rough for like, like, the, like the July portion because that's when like I like a lot of the football stuff. I also listen to basketball a little bit because that's just how I keep up. And I don't watch a lot of the games. The, the month and a half where there's like no football or basketball, it, the podcast scene is rough. I'm going to try to keep producing for you guys and I'm going to try to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. But yeah, it's, it can get a little, whew, it can, it can get a little, uh, a little dry in those streets. Um, but yeah. And then the last thing I was very proud of my Super Bowl food prepping tonight. So my parents made pork and I brought some of it over for, you know, the little get together we had in my girlfriend's apartment. I've made pulled pork tacos. I made a pineapple coleslaw from scratch. Well, besides the bag of like the actual coleslaw, I made like dressing from scratch. 
whew, it was it was incredible. Like I I felt like I felt like Brian Voltaggio, the Top Chef guy. I was just I was on my game. And then Guy Fieri, I put a little bit of his like signature barbecue sauce on there. You can get it like you know any real grocery store. Whew, that thing that is like the perfect. It was it was perfect. You know because it wasn't like a lot of like it was a sweet. It was on the sweeter end of the spectrum. Like a lot of the barbecue sauce, some of it can be really tangy. Some of it was sweet. It was more on the sweeter end, and that was kind of the vibe we were going for with those. I think it was. I thought it was a very good choice. It was very classy. Um, made some Velveeta mac and cheese. You know, just something for everybody. I didn't want to leave out like the people that had you know dietary restrictions. You know, maybe some people don't eat meat. That's okay. I don't. Nobody judges. You know, wanted to have another option. You gotta have another pitch. Like. When I, you know, was a terrible D3 baseball pitcher, I had a fastball and I had a slider. So neither were good, but you got to have another pitch. Even though those pitches weren't good, my pitches tonight were good. And then when I was, uh, I was that giant, I was getting food. I walked by a brownie platter, you know, I've the other day I had to get on a scale. I was helping my girlfriend's sister. She was weighing her luggage before she got on a flight. And I picked up the suitcase and then I saw the number on there. And, you know, the suitcase was hovering around 50 pounds. I didn't like the number that I had with the suitcase minus 50. The diet starts tomorrow. I'm giving myself a pass for, you know, tonight eating a lot of food and all that. But going forward, we're going to start to make some change. I'm going to start to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to commit. I'm going to start to go on a little, couple of runs a week, maybe try to work out a little more. Um, but, yeah, overall, the food was just immaculate tonight. So those are really all my thoughts. This is all my pod. I, you got everything out of me tonight. It's 1.30. Um, so we're going to put this out. Again, follow us on TikTok, Call Your Shot Podcast. Um, we putting a lot of more regular videos out now i put a decent amount of stuff out recently so if you guys want to check any of that out go ahead and um other than that yeah make sure you rate on spotify follow as well five stars if you love it uh four stars if you don't and uh i will see you guys soon i don't know when the next one's gonna be but i'll see you guys soon get home safe